and that I think I may have tried to communicate, but I'm not sure that I've been able to communicate it in the way that uh, the Lord, um, in a way that's more impactful or in a way the Lord, um, so I'm asking the Lord to really help me today, to anoint me really good here for this, I mean, really saturate me here so that when I say this, it's, it's, it's a, a maximum impact. Amen. But, uh, you know, we believe that God wants to bless people. And we, we know that. We believe God wants to bless people in every area of life. You know, the blessing of the Lord knows no boundaries. And so you have to be careful. And I, I understand why there are people that are reluctant to embrace what some people call the prosperity message. I know some people call it the prosperity gospel. And they want to, uh, I think right now, uh, one of the things maybe that my son is uh, having a wrestling match with is there are people that he's going to be involved with probably for the most of his life that um, they've heard me preach and they've heard me talk about uh, things, you know, fi- things that are fina- you know, financial stuff, uh, uh, you know, uh, supernatural increase and whatnot. And so, you know, Gabe is getting quizzed by people asking, asking him this question, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? You know, like he has a skewed idea or a skewed understanding of what the gospel is. You know, there's, there's, so, there's, so, much that's being, there's so much that's being said about certain facets of Christianity and the Christian walk and the Christian life. And so you, you got a whole group of people that are like, well, they preach a prosperity gospel and that's not the real gospel. We don't preach it. We preach the gospel, period. We we preach the gospel. What is gospel? It's good news. Amen. So we preach good news to everybody. Good news if you're sick, you can be healed. Amen. Good news if you're bound, you can be free. Good news if you're broke, you don't have to be broke no more. Amen. Glory to God. Good news. There's good news all over. If you're single, you can be married. If you're married, you're married. Amen. Good news. But it's good. It is good news. Because he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Amen. So good dude. But, but these, we're, we're <laughs> so we've got to be careful that we don't get, that we don't get um, abated into, de- get it, get, we, we, we don't get uh, lured into debates with people that want to undermine uh, any part of what the word of God says. For, for, this is what I'm saying. Because the blessing of the Lord is all encompassing. You know, there's not one place in your life that the blessing of God doesn't want to overtake. Finances, your physical body, your soul, your spirit, your marriage, your family, your children, your, your, you know what? God will get in your car if you'll let him. Glory and some of you need him in your car. Glory to God. I, mean, I remember back in the day, Andy and I would put the key in. We'd be like, Lord, get in this car. Amen. <laughs> some of you need him in your house. Some of you need him. You know what I'm talking about? But we want the blessing of the Lord to overtake every area of our life. And those that, those that get, you know, this, this idea, they start. Uh, compartmental, compartmentalizing all these aspects and facets of the nature of God, trying to dissect each one of them. All it, all it ends up doing is it ends up getting people in the ditch and people end up missing out on all the goodness of God. 
And so we do. We believe that God wants to bless us financially. I don't believe that God wants any one of you to be poor or broke. I don't think that that is his plan. It's not that God hates poor people. It's God loves the poor, uh, but he doesn't like poverty. In fact, the Bible calls poverty a curse. And uh, it's a part of the curse that came when man sinned. And the Bible says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Well, guess what? If Christ redeemed us from the curse, that means God doesn't want you to be cursed with poverty. With lack. Lack is, do you know lack is a curse? Lack is a curse. Now, every one of us go through times in our life where we're lacking in some area, and some of us financially, but that's, it's a curse. And so we don't want to live under that curse. We want to live in the fullness of God's blessing. Amen. So the, the question was, the question was asked by Michael Salazar, and this is what brought it up. We, we were talking about, um, we we're talking about breaking out uh, financially on on Wednesdays and um, a super, supernatural increase. But we were talking about putting God first. Say, put God first. Put God first. So the first step, one of the first steps of, 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 uh, of uh, walking in supernatural increase, in abundance, supernaturally from the Lord, the first step is you got to put God first. In other words, it's what, it's what Shelly was saying. We're not, we're, not, we're not jumping around just for the sake of jumping around in here. If we jump around, we're jumping around uh, in an attempt to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Brandon took out, you know, took out here today. Uh, t- just about took out three kids, but he took out here today. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> That'll learn him. Amen. <laughs> you got to be alert. You got to be aware here at Winner's Church. Amen. But anyway, Brandon... <laughs> You know, he took out, you know, some people like, well, you know, uh, when, when you're observing from the outside looking in, when you're just an observer of what you think is going on, you might get the wrong idea and you might get the, you might get this idea that what we're doing is what they do at concerts or what they do at sporting events or what they do in the world. See, what a lot of people don't understand is that most, most, of, most of what's going on in this room is not going on in the visible realm. Amen. When we get together and we begin to worship, most of, most of what you can see with your eyes, that's not really, what, what you're seeing with your eyes is not a really good indicator of what's going on in the room. Because what we're doing is we're responding to the invisible realm. We're, you know, the Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we're, we are, we are uh, uh, it, uh, by, the, by the Holy Spirit, our own human spirit, is attempting to get in alignment with what's happening in that invisible realm. And sometimes that means Brandon will break out and run, or, or Gil, or, or God, for, God forbid, Ted. Well, no, he's got his suspenders. Ted, Amen. <laughs> Amen. When Ted don't have his suspenders, you don't want him to run because he'll be leaving stuff behind. But anyway, <laughs> he'll, run, he'll run right out of them britches, man. <laughs> Back in the day when he's traveling with me uh, full time, all the time, uh, anytime the Lord would get a hold of him, he'd grab hold of them britches just like this and take out running, boy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, one side was down here. It's only this side that was up. <laughs> but that's that's not what's that's not what's go that's not what's going on with just what you see in the natural. If if someone's breaking out in in a, in a worship, in a shout, in an expression, in a run, in a dance, it's an attempt 
to uh, follow the leading of the Spirit into the presence of the Lord. Amen. And so the first step of, of walking in abundance and walking in God's best in any area of our life is that we put God first. And that's what that means. That means that we, we are continually all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, attempting to respond to that invisible realm, to respond to a God that is not you know, he's an invisible God. We don't see him with our natural eyes. He only became visible when Jesus stepped down here on planet earth. But, he, but to the natural man, uh, the spirit of God is invisible. But we can see him working uh, as God's people obey uh, their, their own spirits and the Holy Spirit uh, in response to him. Amen. So uh, putting God first isn't just paying your tithe or giving an offering. Putting God first is being a Christian, Come on. living a spirit-led, spirit-filled life. Now, see, those of you that have been missing Wednesdays, you've been, you, many of you have been missing the, the I, I know some of you are like, well, I've been working. You know what? You wouldn't have to work so hard if you'd come Wednesday. I'm telling you, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, not being, I'm not being crazy. I'm just telling you the truth. You wouldn't have to work so hard if you'd if, if you try to reprioritize. Now, I know that some people, there's no way that you can change things, and I understand that. But then there's some, you know, they, they have the ability to kind of waggle things around a bit. But amen. See, even Isaac agrees. So uh, putting, God, putting God first uh, is what we talked about on Wednesday. And putting God first will ensure that... Uh, well, it, it'll put you on the boulevard. It puts you on the path. Now, here's, here's, here's what I was telling Mike, because Michael was like, well, how do we practice? Let's talk about practical. How do we do that? What, what does that look like in the natural? And I was so glad that he asked, because um, Shri and I were having a conversation, and it was about, uh, it was about her and her business. And, you know, Shri has a business, Inspire Clean. She cleans homes and... and uh, She's done very well. She's done so well at that business um, that uh, it's enabled her to be able to not only do the business, but to do the work of the ministry. So Cherie travels with me. Um, I would say that Cherie is uh, not, not just traveling with me, but in all that she does. Cherie is a ministry gift evangelist. So to me, when I look at Cherie, she's not a housekeeper. Now, let me ask you a question. What are you? What were you, what were you put on this earth to do? You know what, Gil? Although you love medicine, God didn't put you on this earth to be a medic. Amen. When God created you, he didn't say, I'm about to create me a medic. No, there's a higher purpose than now. He, he put that, he put those, uh, he put those gifts and those things in you to be able to do that. And you discovered those things in the process of life. You know, Brandon, God didn't say, I'm going to make me a military man. Yeah. And I'm going to let him play the tuba too. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not, that's not, that wasn't the purpose for which Brandon was created. God, God had a, you know, when God, when God creates us, he creates us. Uh, according to scripture, as members of the body, members in particular, to fulfill his kingdom purpose. Right. 
Amen. To, fu- to fulfill his purpose. We are members of the body of Christ. All of us have our function. Jasmine, when the Lord created you, he didn't create you as a wedding plant. That's not, God didn't say, uh, this is wedding, this is a wedding plant. That's why you, that's why you've never gotten a prophecy that said, thus says the Lord, you're, uh, I've called thee to wedding plan. No, but when you, when, when we hear the Lord talk to us, we hear him talk to us about things that pertain to the kingdom, things that pertain to the furtherance of the gospel. Things because that's the business that God is in. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. So God, God's put us to work in his kingdom to further the kingdom so that mankind, those that are lost, will discover that Jesus is Lord. And they will bow their knees and bow their hearts to the lordship of Jesus and be born again and receive salvation and the forgiveness of sins. Amen. So no matter what, no matter what you find yourself doing in the natural, that is not the purpose for which, amen. I, listen, you're, you're a doctor. You might save lives in the natural, but I'm going to tell you right now, that wasn't why God, God that isn't the main reason why God created you. God's a jealous God. He created you for his purpose. He created you for his glory. To show forth his glory and to honor him in all. Amen. So thank God. Yeah. You know, you discovered you had a gift of medicine. Praise the Lord. Amen. Wonderful. You know, Michael has a gift of of management, of leadership, of, uh, you know, there are things that are in his life that he that he does. Uh, uh, Eric is a salesperson. He, the right. dude is a, an incredible salesperson. Um, that God didn't, but God didn't create. That's just one of those things that God put in him that was discovered in the book. There's a main purpose for which he was created. Right. And that was for the work of God. Now, when, when you come to Winter Church, that's one of the things that we really push. We push for people to discover their purpose, to discover the purpose for which they were created, to find out what function it is that God wants them to function in. And then we try to push you over into that area to see you get it done. You know what, you know what usually typically will happen when you start to discover the purpose of God? It'll get in the way of what you've been doing with your life. It'll get in the way with the job that you've been doing, with the, the things that you were passionate about, the things that you, <laughs> you know, that, that was said a lot in church for a long time. Oh, you know, I, I know many of you have a passion. Some of you got to be careful about your passions because some of your passions don't lead you to where God wants you to go. Listen, if your passion doesn't lead you to the purpose of God, you need to abandon your passion for what God has for you and let him, let him give you a different passion. Amen. You might discover something that you're even more passionate about if you'll follow the Lord. But, but, uh, but that, that'll be the first thing. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. The first thing that'll happen when you begin to pursue God's purpose and God's design for your life is it will interfere with the thing that you have discovered about yourself that you busied yourself doing probably to make a living. In fact, the thing that'll interfere with the most is what you have what you are relying upon to make a living. Now, does that mean we don't do the thing that we do to make a living? No, there needs to be an adjustment of perspective. You need to, you need to understand what you're doing for a living isn't what God created you to do. He created you to work for him. 
See, how many of you, how many of you work for somebody else? You, you're not self-employed. How many of you work for somebody? Let me ask you a question. How many of you expect that when you go to work and you put in a 40-hour work week or whatever it is, that you're going to get paid at the end of that 40 hours? Yep. Amen. Lift up your hand if you, get, if you have confidence. Now, how many of you, you've ever not gotten paid from your current job for doing a 40-hour work week? You, they just skipped one week and said, well, you're just going to have to go without this. I know some people that, ha- that has happened. So yeah, yeah, there's a few of you. <laughs> there's a few. There's a few. But it's not. That's not not typical. But may, may have happened to you maybe once. In a while. Of course, Eric and Michael work for their dad, so they're they're throwing Miguel under the bus a little bit here. <laughs> but anyhow, so, but but we we typically have confidence that if we go to work for 40 hours, that we're gonna get paid for that. Man, I'm already taking longer than I wanted to. Um, but if we go to work for 40 hours, that we're going to get paid for that 40 hours because we, you know what? If you work for General Motors, who's going to pay you? General Motors. Wendy's ain't going to pay you if you work for GM. You know what I'm saying? General Motors is going to pay you. That's that. And, and you know what? The General Motors, they're not, they're not a Christian company. <laughs> but you know, they have a pretty good track record, even though I think they may still be on strike. But anyway, uh, <laughs> renegotiating the contract, but uh, uh, you know Ted got a check from General Motors. They never, they never stiffed him on not one check. They paid him for every hour he worked, and then some hours that he didn't work. Some hours he was just sitting there on the line eating, and they paid him for it. <clears throat> but here's here's the thing: God has called every one of you to work for Him. Now, are all, do all of you have a purpose? Were, were all of you born? Number one, you were all born, yes. All right, you weren't created in a lab. So because you were born, God had a purpose for you, a function in his body. Now, if he has a purpose for you, that means that, then that you will work for the Lord at doing whatever it is that he has called you to do. You will work for God. Now, listen. What makes you think that if you work for men and they pay you, that when you work for God, he won't compensate you? I know somebody said, well, I don't expect. Exactly. I don't expect God to do that for Amen. That's exactly. See, and that's the, that's the thing, is that we don't expect. We don't expect that if that God is not going to repay us or compensate us, you say, well, hadn't he compensated us enough? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We have not yet even began to touch a fraction of what God intends to get to us because of uh, what Jesus did 2,000 years ago on that cross of Calvary. I mean, we haven't even touched a fraction of the blessing that, that was released in that moment of Jesus's, at Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We've not even touched a fraction of it. Amen. Physically? Amen. I just, I, just, I just thank God I'm not going to hell. Listen, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful sentiment. Amen. And you certainly ought to be glad you're not going to hell. But guess what? He didn't just redeem your life from hell. You know, Psalm 103 says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So the Bible tells us we can't forget his benefits. Amen. 
who forgiveth all thine iniquities. That's what it says. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Amen. Who crowns you with a loving kindness and tender mercies so that your youth is renewed like the... I mean, there are benefits. There are benefits. That, those are the benefits of the blessing. Listen, if you're sick, you can be healed. Amen. If you're bound, you can be free. If you're tired, you can be strong. If you're broke, you can be rich. Amen. If you're dumb, you can be smart. If you're ugly, you can... Well, maybe you stay ugly. Oh, maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe the Lord will send you some money you get. <laughs> I know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it, keep it light here. But anyway, so we got to say this with me. Say, put God first. So something happened to me when I was talking to Cherie, she was like, she, she, she was, and, and I hope I'm not telling too much. I, I've already told it so much and I didn't even ask her permission. But one day we're talking and I mean, Cherie's in tears. I mean, she is, she is in uh, what I would say would be uh, holy distress. Pastor, I am so tired of this job. I do not want to do this job. And it's not, it's not that she's tired because she's working super duper. That's not the deal. It's not that she's, she's, it's not that she's got a, a bum shoulder or a bum leg or a bad back. Um, in fact, I think she rather enjoys doing what she does. If she didn't enjoy it in some way, she probably wouldn't do it. But there, there's, something, there's something about keeping busy doing these things. She'd come help me clean airplanes and do it for nothing just to hang out and us to have a chat, you know? But, uh, uh, and some people have a knack for cleaning. Sheree has a, a knack for cleaning. But anyway, she's like, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. And she says, because I feel like that I'm, 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 uh, I'm somehow another cheating God. Wasting my time doing something that I know the Lord hasn't called me to do. I want to do ministry. I want to devote myself 100% completely to the work of the ministry. Now, when I'm hearing her say this, now I've, I've, I've hung out with Sri. I know at, at one time when we were in revival in, in Richmond, Indiana, we were in Indiana for an entire calendar year. Some of you went and you, you participated in that revival. Ayla got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost in that revival. But, uh, you know, we were there in Richmond, Indiana, and I'm tell you right now, that was one of the most significant moves of the Spirit I've ever seen in my entire ministry. It's one of the greatest things God's ever done through, through this ministry, ever. Um, and it, just one, but, but, but one, of the, one of those things that was, that was, it was it, you could tell it had been marked on the calendar of God. It was, it was definitely ordained by God. And Sheree, you know, Sheree, we, the evangelist, that she, the love that she has for Jesus, at that time, she never, you know, she never attended not one of those services. She never went to one of the, she never asked me if she could come to any of them services. Back then, it was Hilda. Hilda was trying to catch a ride every, every chance she got to go uh, to the, those revival meetings. And um, I know Tyler, Tyler went a few times. There were several others that went. But Sheree, I mean, think about it. Sheree, and this wasn't that long ago. What, 10 years ago? 2012. 2012. So t- about t- you know, 10, 11 years ago. Sheree, you think Sheree be the first one that'd be like, I'm on board. Do you know what? She, she, when we talk about that Richmond revival, she said, I don't even remember that you were there. I was saying it's 
I don't even remember you were there. She, you know, at that time she had some financial obligations that came from her when she was, you know, <laughs> when she was a drunk and, and uh, having uh, to breathe into breathalyzers to get her car started and, and whatnot. And in fact, she, I think she just got that breathalyzer removed. Yeah, she just got that. I think they took it out during COVID just because they felt sorry for her. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're not going anywhere, we're taking it out. But anyway, but Cherie wasn't even on her radar. She wasn't even, she, she didn't even participate. And, and I, we talked about, I said, why? She said, she said, I couldn't go. There was no way. In her mind, she's like, it's not possible for me to be able to go. I am too bound to what I'm doing in the natural to be able to be busy with what even though this is spiritual, even though that I know that God has called me to something similar, even though I have a prophecy, even though I have a, this may be all we talk about today, man. Even though I have a prophecy, even though, um, now I'm, I'm, I've given y'all scriptures, I've quoted them, uh, hopefully you wrote them down. Uh, you can have prophecy, you can have all these things and be aware that God has a plan for your life. And never even see it realized or see the beginning of the fulfillment of it because you turn your attention toward everything in the natural, not realizing that it's not that natural thing that God created you for. So let, let me tell you, look, look at me, every one of you, look, look at what I'm going to tell you. It won't be easy for any one of you to do the will of God. It won't be easy for any one of you to fulfill God's purpose. It, listen, if you're looking for convenient, the, the only place you're going to find that, and you can't even find that hardly anymore at 7-Eleven, but try there first. You might find some convenience at a convenience store. But there's not, it's not going to be convenient for you to fulfill God's, the purpose for which God created you, to fulfill God's plan in your life. The first thing that's going to stand in your way is what you're doing to make a living. What you have relied upon for your existence. <laughs> no, I rely on the Lord. Oh, you do? See, now we got to get real with ourselves. Amen. Smiling. I'm smiling at you. I love you. I'm not angry with you. Amen. <clears throat> but at some, at some point, Cherie, revival got on her radar, you know, evangelism. She was, she was doing evangelism uh, 10 years now, 10 years, 28 since 20, well, well the, the outreach started in 2016. 2016 outreach, you know, it, things started getting on the radar. In 2018, though, she finally took the plunge and said, I'm going to travel. Do you, know, do you know when Cherie took the plunge and started to travel with me, she didn't have the money to do it? And I wasn't giving her money to come with me. In fact, I, most of y'all know this. If you come and travel with me, you have to foot your own bill. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lord, <I got> <laughs> Ted act like he footed his own bill. <laughs> Ted, act like, Ted act like he paid his own bills. Like, like I didn't feed him or I didn't give it a... He drove my cars. He ate my food. Stayed in my hotels. 
Thank God. <laughs> See, don't let him trick you. He always, amen. Like he paid it all his own way. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we implemented that because there's no way we could take everybody and, and do that for everybody. But so, you know, Cherie, when she stepped out, you know, she had to step out and, and single mother, you know, uh, and you know, Titus, he, he, he'd be putting away the groceries since he was at least, <laughs> listen, I, I, I took him, I took him to a church one time in out in Southeast Oklahoma. He walked in, they had a box of donuts there. They said, have a donut, Titus, man. He was two handed it, boy. He's like, <laughs> he had four donuts down before we could stop him. <laughs> so, you know, good and well, Cherie had a grocery bill. And he was two when that happened. <laughs> you know, Sheree gave the testimony when they, they took him. Remember the carjackers took Titus? She didn't tell the part where they, they left Titus because they couldn't afford the bill. You understand? They left him. <laughs> Them carjackers, he was like, I'm hungry. They're like, man, we done trying to shut this kid up, give him food. They just left him there. <laughs> I'm playing with you, Titus. <laughs> but at some point, Sheree had to put God first. At some point, she had to believe that the Lord that the Lord would supply everything that she had. Now listen, she didn't shut the business down. Do you know what she did? She began to work the business. And here's what she said in her, here's what she said to me. She said, you know what I'm going to do, pastor? She said, I am going to work that business and I'm going to believe that God is going to use that business to support me in going and doing the work of the men. She said, I don't, in fact, she said this, I don't want the church to have to support me financially. I don't want the ministry to have to support me financially. I want the Lord to supply everything that I have need of according to his riches and glory. And if he uses this job to do it, then bless God, that's how it's going to be. But you know that she, she, she drew, got drawn more into that evangelistic ministry and more and more into that place of evangelism. And you know, like I said, recently she came and she's crying. She said, I just want to quit this job. I said, Cherie. I said, you have, to, you, have to, you have to get this in perspective. You know, uh, a, year, a, year, a year or so ago, I can't remember how long it's been now, but a year or so ago, the Lord spoke to me to start a business myself. Now, listen, I didn't start a business because we were lacking financially. I started a business because the Lord told me to do it. And uh, we started that business. Now, when I started that business, that didn't all of a sudden make me a bivocational pastor. I'm still in the ministry. I'm still full-time in the ministry. When God looks at me, God doesn't look at me and see me as an airplane detailer. God looks at me as a prophet, as a a pastor, as an apostle, as a teacher, as an evangelist. that's That's how the Lord sees me. When God looks at me, he looks at me for the purpose for which he created me. That's how he sees me. But you know what? We don't see one another. That We don't see ourselves that way. You know what? Uh, I, uh, I, f- I finally told Hilda. Hilda's been the same way. Hilda's been like, man, I'm ready, man. I'm just ready to, I, I'm de- I want to be devoted to the church. I'm ready. You know, she was talking. And so that I finally remembered it was David and Hilda we were talking to. I was talking to them, and it came out of my spirit when I was talking to them. I, and I said this. I said, 
I said, you know, you're full-time already in the ministry. Even though, like, Hilda works for Paycom and Sheree, she works for herself with Inspire Clean. You know, different ones work for... I said, you already full-time in the ministry. Some people, some people are. Not everybody, but some people. Like Sheree. Sheree's full-time in the ministry. When she's at Inspire Clean, she's in the ministry. When she's elbows deep in a toilet bowl, she's in the ministry. Because, because what she's doing, she's not doing to satisfy herself. Are y'all hearing me today? See, some of you working to satisfy the itch that you have to drive a fancy car or the itch that you have to live in a fancy house or the itch that you have to have fancy clothes. To scratch an itch that you have to have a better life. And then there are other people that are working just so they can keep doing what God called them to do. What God anointed them to do. What God purposed for them to do. And it wasn't until until I started the business that I figured it out. Because when I started the business, we didn't need a dime of that money. Now, Annie, you know, every time I say we we didn't need a dime of that money, Annie's like, but we'll take it because she's like, I could spend it. I I could spend it. Amen. She spent it on some boots the other day. They were nice boots. Glory to God. Amen. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah, I liked them. Are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying right now? I know. I, maybe I should have. I should. I should have. I, I expected that there'd be a, a real excitement, but I can see some of you are like, oh, crap. Because some of us, we're not full-time in doing what God called us to do. We're still just, we're still working wherever it is that we're working just to put food on the plates, just to put gas in the car, just to pay a house payment, just to, you know, just to, just to get by. See, that's why, that's why putting God first is extremely important. Because when you put God first, God will put you doing what he wants you to do and about the business that he wants you to do. And you know what happens when you're about the business of God? All of a sudden, supernatural provision begins to come. Because you're not trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to, amen. You be, because you're trying to take care of God's house first, when you take care of God's house first and God's kingdom first, and I'm not talking about just, a, when I say God's house, I'm not talking about the church building. I'm talking about God's kingdom. When you put the kingdom, in fact, you know, Matthew says it, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. And so some of us, we discover what God wanted us to do. Maybe, let me just give you an example. Maybe it's work here in the church. Maybe it's something that God wants you to do here at Winner's Church. And you're like, man, I'm going to do that. I feel like the Lord really told me to do that. But you know, the first thing that's going to happen is uh, your job, your, what you do to make a living is going to get in the way right. of you fulfilling that purpose. That's right. Well, I'm getting paid over here, but I'm not getting paid over here. See, some of you don't realize that you're getting paid over here. Some people don't never realize that they're getting paid over here because they're being obedient to the Lord. I had a fellow one time, he had taken a role as an associate pastor at a church, and it was a non-paying position. That's right. 
Listen, if y'all knew how, if y'all knew how many years Annie and I didn't get paid, uh, and we did the work of the ministry, and 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 there was no expectation in our heart that we would ever get it. You know what? We were just going to do the will of God. We knew that He would take care of us. But it didn't make no difference. We didn't get it. In fact, when we when we started in this church, and it wasn't because we the church didn't have nothing. The church has always been prosperous, always flourished. But we didn't. Y'all know we didn't take a salary. What first four or five years, maybe six years. Uh, we we were in we did we never we never took a dime in salary from the church. Right. It was only it was only when uh, there was an uproar amongst the elders and they were like y'all need to change that. Oh, yeah. and, I, and we were like I, we know right. we know but there's no buts about it. The word of God is the word of God. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So we didn't we didn't receive something because we didn't need it. Right. Amen. See Ted he can't even hold on to his offering no more. In the name of Jesus I receive. Are y'all, are y'all, are, am I getting this? Yeah. I know, I know, I know this kind of, I know that I could, I could see the, I didn't anticipate that your gears would go to turning right here before my eyes. And that, and that some of you would immediately begin the cycle that has kept you from putting God first, which is beating yourself up. Listen, you can't beat yourself up over this. You just, have to, you just have to recognize that it's an adjustment that needs to be made and then make a commitment to the Lord that you're going to make the adjustment. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make the adjustment. You know what? You don't know how you're going to do this. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Shree didn't know how she was going to do it. Tyler didn't know how he was going to do it. But you just have to get before God. You have to say, Lord, I want to put you first. I know that you have a better way than the way that I'm walking in now. I'm tired of, I'm tired of taking care of myself. Lord, you said you would take care of me. God, your word, your word says the Lord is my shepherd. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. And so, God, I shall not want because you are my shepherd. I shall not want because you, are y'all hearing me today? See, that's, a, that's the road you need to get on. You don't, you don't, you don't get anywhere by saying, oh, I'm so stupid. You know, every time I go to church, it's the same thing. I'm always doing that. Pastor's always telling us all this crap that I'm doing wrong. And, man, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah, you can do it. Yay! You just have to make a decision that you're going to, that you're going to walk this out. That you're, going, that you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you out from where you have been and into the place where he wants you to go. Amen. Well, see, some of, you, some, of you about to, some of you about to be released into a miracle ministry. Some of you about to be released into a healing ministry. Some of you about to be released into a teaching ministry. Some of you about to be released into a preaching ministry. Some of you about to be released in some kind of, some kind of ministry that God uh, uh, planted as a seed in the innermost part of your being. And it's being watered right now by the word and by the spirit. And it's going to begin to break forth and break out of that ground that has been hot. Amen. 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 So this fellow, he was an associate, but he did, it wasn't a paid position. He, uh, uh, he, t- he took on the role. He was excited about it because he knew that's what the Lord had called him to do. This is what God called me to. This is what the Lord told me. I know this is what the Lord told me. This right here is what the Lord said. Take this associate pastor's position. Now, by, by profession, he was a painting, a painter. A con- he was a painting contractor, a painter. Yeah. 
And uh, so he would go and he'd do jobs, painting office buildings, you know, businesses, more, more commercial work than, he, he did paint our house because he was our friend, but he did more commercial stuff than he did uh, residential. And it was rather lucrative for him. He made a lot of money doing that. When he took on the associate pastor's position at that church with no pay, his business all of a sudden just started to take off. He had more clients than he knew what to do with. He had, he had to start hiring other, he had to start contracting his work out to other people just to keep up with it. I mean, he would, to, 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 uh, to kind of take care of how this was, and I guess this is how this works in that industry. I don't know. Michael would know better than I would or Eric or somebody that's in that industry. But he would, uh, like TBN, TBN called him up and said, we want you to paint, you know, the TBN studios. And he, 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 gave them a, he gave them a quote that he knew would be nearly double what anybody else would give. Guess what? They gave him the job anyway. He, was, he, he quoted them double because he didn't have the time to do it. But if he was going to have to make the time, he was going to make the money. Amen. He quoted it double and they hired him. They said, and he, when he asked me, he said, why did you hire me? He said, I know I was way higher than everybody else. They said, well, we figured you was higher because you was better. Okay. And so he, he got the job. Right. Had to contract it out because he didn't have the time to do it. So we're standing in a conference one day, and we're in the back, and we're worshiping, getting ready to worship. And, and uh, the worshipers are up there preparing, and we're getting ready to get in. And he says, hey, Zig, he said, will you pray? Y'all stay with me. Stay with me just for a little bit longer, please. He said, hey, Zig, will you pray with me real quick? He said, I trust that you hear from the Lord. I trust that God talks to you. He said, uh, you know, I'm thinking about stepping down from the associate pastor's position. He said, and I'll be honest with you, the reason why is because my business is taking off. And man, it is, I'm making so much money and I'm having so much success in my business that he, he said, I think that I need to devote myself where I see the blessing of the Lord being manifested. He said, but this associate pastor's position, he said, I don't even know if I am an associate pastor. He said, nobody honors me like that. Listen, I got news for you. You can be, you can be, you can be, now, mo, this must be most people. This isn't me. I'm not saying this is me, so don't feel bad because y'all, y'all, I feel honored by y'all. I, I feel appreciated by y'all. But most pastors I know, they don't feel honored. They don't feel appreciated. You got pastors questioning their call. Most of them, I'd say 90% of the pastors that are, 90, 95% of the pastors, I mean, question even whether or not they ought to be in the pulpit. I mean, they're struggling. They don't feel appreciated. They don't, they don't love their people, and their people don't love them back. These, these people in ministry. And that's the way this guy felt. He's like, he said, if I, he said, if I, were, if I were to just quit going to church, I'm not even sure they would even know that I was gone. He said, it's just a title. That's all it is. It's a title. You know, he forgot all about what the Lord had told him. You know, sometimes we can get the idea that because what God told us only appears to be in title only, that somehow or another it's less important to God. Boy, I can tell I'm preaching now. So, so I said to him, I said, well, 
I mean, I said, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I said, but I will pray. I'll pray that the Lord will show you what do you need to do. I said, sounds, you know, sounds right to me. I mean, I would want to invest my time more wisely in the natural. I would want to invest my time more wisely by committing myself to something that seemed to be producing instead of putting myself into something that seemed like it was going nowhere. And if you don't think that that associate pastor's position is everything it was cracked up to be and you're not really doing it, then why keep doing it? You know, I said, but I'll, I'll, I'll pray and agree with you. So the music started, we lifted up our hands, we began to worship, and just as we were about to walk our separate ways, the Spirit of the Lord came on me, and he said, tell him he better not leave that position. He said, he doesn't realize it, but the very fact that he's doing that position is why I'm blessing his business. He said he wouldn't be where he's at if he hadn't have taken that position. I couldn't have taken where I was taking him if he hadn't accepted that. You know what? Some of us, we're our own worst enemy. God is talking to us about stuff and he's asking us to do stuff. He's asking us, he's asking us for, for, uh, to devote ourselves to what he's called us to do. You know what? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to work for yourself. You don't have to work for your family. God will work for you. He'll work, he'll work. You say, God will work for me. Yeah. He'll work to get you. He'll work to get you everything that was paid for 2000 years ago when Jesus died. He will labor together with you to ensure that you receive the blessing of every promise that he gave you in that book. Amen. 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 Well, I don't think that's right. God working. What, what is it? What is it? What does it say in, in uh, John chapter 14? Jesus said, I'll pray the father. He'll give you another comforter, another helper that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth who the world can't receive because it sees him not neither knows him, but you know him because he dwells with you and he shall be in you. I will not leave you helpless. I will come to you. I will not leave you without a helper. Boy, I, listen, church, I know some of you don't look like you're really getting excited about this, but if, if you'll hear this, it'll help you big time. Because, you know, think about this. When, I, when I'm doing this, and I didn't understand this completely until I started this business. When we started that business, and then we, we made money, but that money didn't have no place to go. See, that's the, that's the benefit of, 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 of having done ministry and then gone into business. Because I've trusted the Lord all of my life, and the Lord, listen, I'm going to tell you, God has supplied everything that we've needed. Even though we scrape by, you know, sometimes, He supplied everything that we needed, and then He took us into a place of abundance. And when you, get, when you get to that place where you know that God will take care of you, that he'll supply everything that you have need of, and, and then you're living in that. God is supplying everything that you need. And then God says, hey, start this business over here. And you can make tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a business, but you don't need none of that to pay bills. You don't need none of that to buy formula. You don't need none of that to buy gas to buy clothes. You don't need a dime of it. You don't need a dime. Of it. it gives you a different perspective, a different idea. You know what? I'm not working for, <laughs> I'm not working for airplane. Here's, I, I didn't tell this, but maybe I did. Do you know that recently in the business, you remember I told you, I said, I didn't even know what we was going to do with that money. I guess we'll just stick it in saving. You know what I started doing? I started putting it into evangelism. In fact, I just started signing them checks right over to the ministry. Every, every, everything, y'all, 
have everything y'all have paid for the work done on, on the King Air went right, went right into the ministry, went into the Winter's Church Evangelism account. I'm signing over the checks, <laughs> just signing them over. You know what I realized? I realized that what the Lord is doing through that business is he is funding the ministry. He's funding, he's funding the work. He's funding the king. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, there are, there are some preachers that never realize this, and so they can never communicate it to their people. But I'm going to tell you right now, you, and I'm not, <laughs> we are fortunate to be here this morning to be able to hear this because it is, it is, a, it is a key that will unlock the door to supernatural provision for, for all of God's people if they'll hear it. Now, I'm not trying to break off my arm to pat myself on the back. I just didn't know. I didn't know what we were going to. I mean, we could put it back. We could be like, well, we'll just put it back. Or you know what? We could, we could maybe upgrade our house, live in a different neighborhood, drive a different car. But you know what? I've had every car I want to have. I mean, there's only so much, there's only so much satisfaction you can get out of a shiny piece of metal. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I could have got liposuction, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have fooled nobody. Man, if I came in here next week and didn't have this, this extra chin, y'all be like, Pastor, Pastor, you look different. You know, if I came in here with a full head of hair. I mean, I reckon, I reckon, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon we could, you know, Annie and I could have walked in here. We could have like Jim and Tammy Baker, you know. <laughs> Y'all would be like, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Pastor Annie's eyelashes. Y'all be able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I, I told Hilda and David in the car when Hilda was like, I just want to work for God. I said, Hilda, you are working for God. That's you know what? Hilda, Hilda's heart is in the, to do what God told her to do here at Winter's Church. Right. She works. She works full time for this church. Right. She works full time. You know, you know she, doesn't, she doesn't make very much at all. Right. I'm going to tell you how much she makes. She can tell you that if she wants to. But she doesn't make very much at all. But she works 100% full time. For Winner's Church. What, what she does at Paycom, it's full time as far as hours. But when she's there, her heart ain't there. When she's there, she's thinking about us. I, I be getting texts. I be getting texts. When she's there, she, and she does good work. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you right now, her mind and her heart is not with Paycom. She don't, she don't bleed green and white when you cut her. That's the colors there, right? Green and white. Amen. Amen. So I looked at her, I said, Hilda, do you realize what you're doing? Maybe you don't realize what you're doing. You're, full, you're already full-time ministry. It's just that right now, you're the only one that's funding your ministry. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I said, do you realize that every dime you make at Paycom, you're sowing into the ministry? 
Because the only reason you're there is to do what you're doing here. Can you imagine you discovering your purpose, finding out what God called you to do, and then living your whole life to ensure that it gets done? Then every moment that you sow, every penny that you sow, everything that comes out of your life is a seed. Come on. Amen. I'm preaching. Tyler, you know what? Tyler's working for this company. I don't know the name of the company. We won't say. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the name of the company is. Ayla's, Ayla's working for the state of Oklahoma. She's working. She's working. And they're both. But you know what? That is not their job. That is not what they were created. And you know what? Every moment they're there, they will happily do it. They love Ayla. They don't want to see Ayla go nowhere. When Ayla had the baby, they're like, are you coming back? Please come back. Please promise us you're coming back. She said, I'll be back. Maybe. That's what she said. She said, I'll be back, baby. Tyler, Tyler does good work. Tyler's a good work. But you know what? Tyler, this is, his, this is what God created him for. So you know what that means? That means everything that he's doing on his job, he's not doing, the only reason he's doing what he's doing is to enable him to be able to do what God called him to do. You know, toward, toward the end of Ted's tenure at General Motors. Ted worked for General Motors. How many years did you work there, Ted? 13 years Ted worked for General Motors. And for 13 years, uh, part of that 13 years, he, his heart was with me in ministry. He couldn't travel with me in ministry. He had to be at his job. But you know what? Every, every, he would go to his job, and that's where his thoughts were. His thoughts were not on what was happening there at that place. His heart wasn't in that place. He was there to earn some money, to earn some money, to be able to do what God had put in his heart to do. And so it came to the point where every dime that Ted made, you know what, right now, every dime that Ted makes is seeds. What you understand what I'm talking about, because you know what, you don't do washers and dryers so you can drive a fancier car, so you can live in a nicer house, so you can have more stuff, so you can buy whatever you want to buy, drive whatever you want to drive, pay uh, your light bill or your gas bill or whatever it is. You don't do that for that reason. You do that, number one, because you, you rather enjoy doing it, but probably the most reason why you enjoy doing it is because it enables you to continue to do what the Lord put in your heart to do. Are y'all hearing this? Yeah. Now I know, now, here, now here's the thing, and I'm going to finish with this, and maybe I, how many, I, 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 uh, did someone take notes? Did someone write down the scriptures that I said? Did someone write down the scriptures that I quoted? Psalm 103. Psalm 103 verses, uh, Write it down, Psalm 103. In fact, just put it up there, Psalm 103, verse 1 through, I think, uh, 5 or 6. John chapter 14, he's our helper. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because I don't want people to think that I didn't give them no scripture. I see people, I see people with their notepad and there's nothing. It just says, Pastor Ziggy. <laughs> Is that what yours says, Mama? <laughs> he said, Pastor Zig. <laughs> he didn't say nothing on this Sunday. <laughs> well, that's what, you, that's what you get for coming to a prophetic church. You come to a prophetic church, you're going to get a prophetic word. 
I go get a prophetic word. And I'm, I'm telling you, thus says the Lord, if you'll just, I'm telling, listen, it is in my spirit, church. It is in my spirit. God is about to break some of you out like you've never been broke out before because you're about to realize what he created you for. And everything that you do, you're going to do for the purpose of seeing to it that God will get his work done in your life. Amen. See, this whole idea, this whole idea that prosperity and supernatural increase is all about bigger cars and bigger houses and lining your pockets. And well, that's not what it's about. It's about being able to do all that God called you to do, being devoted to it, not having to, uh, not having to, uh, glory to God, not having to borrow from the world to do what God's called you to do. Amen. What a miserable life it must be to, to, to go to work. To pay bills, to, 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 just, to, just to have some food to put down your gullet. What a miserable life it must be. And that, listen, I'm not, I'm not again, listen, if, 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 you, if that's where you're at, you know, you know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. That, there's nothing but misery. It's, it's, like, it's, like, being a, you, it's like being a slave. I have been there. We have been there. We have been slaves to, and you know who we were slaves to? J.C. Penny. How we gonna be? How we gonna be slaves to J.C. Penny? Because we had a Penny's card. Man, we should at least pick someone with more clout. You understand? We should at least pick somebody with more clout. You know, maybe Dillard's or so. You know, we should have just take a step up and been a slave to Dillard's instead. But no, we was we were slaves to Jacques Penier. <laughs> we slaves to OG and E, to Philip sixty six, to General Motors, Capital One. Amen. We was, we was slaves to the Riverwind Casino. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to remind me. <laughs> come on, Gabe, come play so I know I'm done. <laughs> See, he was, he was just being sly. He's like, I'm going to come sit on the front so dad will... <laughs> That's why he hadn't turned around yet. He's, he's trying to hide his laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been a slave to? What have we been bound? You know, you indenture, you, any, anything that, that supplies, mm, just think, I want you to think about this. Think about this. If you came to me and you said, pastor, I really, I really need your help. I got the, I got I got these bills I gotta pay. I thought if you if you could loan me a thousand dollars, I'll pay you back. And I gave you a thousand dollars. Immediately, if I give you a thousand, if I give you twenty dollars, 
If I buy you a sack of potatoes, all of a sudden now, (laughs) now all of a sudden, you're indentured to me. Now all of a sudden, there's a sense of obligation that you feel. The more, the more I give you, the more, the more I loan you, the more I provide for you, the more indentured you become. The more dependent you become. Listen, we got to quit playing like, oh, in the Lord, I'm, I'm devoted to the Lord. Yeah, until your job calls. We've got to get ourselves away from that indenturement to other things. And we've got to become more indentured to the Lord. More dependent, more trusting. Amen. Well, you know, that don't start until we discover the purpose for which he created us. And then we begin to serve him out of that place. Lord, what, what did you call me? What did you call me to? You know, some of you serving in this church, and <laughs> he's all right. Some of you serving in this church, you serving in some capacity. You know, Gabe with worship. He didn't look forward. This week we had a couple airplanes we had to clean. He wasn't looking forward to it. And then his old man is OCD a little bit with stuff like that. And I go to, I go to messing with stuff and trying to fix stuff. I took a one hour, one, one and a half hour job and turned it into an all day thing. Something should have taken us an hour and a half. I was there for nine hours. And Gabe's looking. He's rolling his eyes. He's like, Dad, they even ask you to do that. I'm like, yeah, but this bothers me. Anyway, then it's going to end up costing me about $1,000. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it cost me 1000 bucks. I'm getting paid, you know, for both the jobs. It should have taken three hours. I'm getting paid about 370 bucks at um, but I'm going to invest at least a thousand back into the job. I, you know, I'm not complaining. You know why? Number one, I got it to do. <sighs> Glory to God. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I'm sowing. I'm so, wouldn't, wouldn't that be, wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome to live every day knowing that everything that you're doing, you're doing strictly for the purpose of being able to continue to do what God told you to do. Okay. Amen. Somebody said, well, yeah, but uh, Dunwood Hilda makes a, a feeder family. Yeah. Amen. Just like if, if the money was coming from one of y'all. If one of y'all said, Hilda, quit your job. Lord told me to pay you to work at the church. Whatever. Now, it's just the, the, the only difference is it's not Hilda sewing anymore. It's somebody else. Amen. That's what supernatural increase is all about. Amen. But you're going to you're gonna have to work. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you 
How many of you would say, Lord, I need your help in this area. I need your help to discover, number one, what my purpose is. And then number two, trusting that you will help me to change my mindset and the way I perceive this thing so that I can live in that place of abundance. How, how many of you that this, just, just from me talking today, that, amen, stand up if I, you raise your hand. Now, did anything I say today help anybody here? Did this help? All right. Next week, Pastor Hans will be here. Your pastor's going on vacation. Thank God. We're going to have a good time. And things are going to get, things are going to get really busy. Always does at the end of the year. So Hans, we come, I pushed back, you, you, you thought, Pastor Ben was coming on the day Hans is coming. We pushed Pastor Ben off to the next week. So Pastor Ben will be here on the 22nd. And uh, Miss Rhonda will be preaching on the 11th. Thank God. Glory to God. Uh, but but stick, stay, stay with me. Uh, and don't, don't, don't get disconnected. If, if, if I'm not here, don't, don't skip next week. Some of you, the purpose for which God created you. Glory to God. That's right. Now, you know, you know who, you know who's gonna be in charge next week while a whole week we're gone? Mr. Tyler here. Be the, it'll be the first time that every responsibility in this church falls squarely on his shoulders. So if it falls apart, we'll know who to blame. No, no, no. Hey, look. No, no. If it falls apart, the buck stops with me. But anyway. But here's what's, here's what's cool about that and what, what's cool and what's kind of, you know, what, what messes with people is, you know, Ty, Ty isn't a full-time employee of this church. In fact, he doesn't receive any compensation whatsoever. Him and Ayla, they receive no compensation whatsoever for what they do in this church. The worst thing in the world they could do is be like, well, pastor gets paid and he ain't even here. That's why the world gets messed up when it comes to the things of God. We don't do this for I've never done this for money, church. I'm going to tell you now, have we, has Lord blessed us with money? Yeah, plenty of it. But that's not why. We've never done it for that. Go ahead, man. I don't go, I don't go preach at places because we got, we got to meet a budget. I go and preach because I feel like the Lord has given me a mandate to go and to preach. And we'll go, we'll go anywhere. We'll go anywhere. If you, if you don't believe it, just you should have come to Conoval with us. We will go anywhere. I mean, there, there aren't a lot of people who want to go to Conoval. Should have come to Shawnee when we go to Shawnee. Huh? Yeah, we went to Richmond. Boy, listen, go to Richmond, Indiana. Tell me we won't go anywhere. Springfield, Ohio. Tell me we won't go anywhere. I mean, we go to the Sobel, old, the old country cowboy church of Sobel. God sends us to the armpit of this nation, man. I love it too. I love every bit of it. But he supplies everything that we have need of as well. Everything. 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 Here, this sister here, she's here because when we went to, to Kanawa. Oh, yeah. 
Leanne, right? <laughs> I am so glad to join you. <laughs> it's like you're joining our church. Are you joining our church? We'll make you a member if you're going to join. We'll, we'll get we'll get you a little a little sticker and everything. <laughs> we'd love we'd love to have you. It's a long drive, but we'd love to have you. <clears throat> Yeah, just tell her, welcome home. Welcome home, Leah. Welcome home. <laughs> I just sense in my spirit that God is getting ready to break many of you free. But, but he's, asking, he's asking y'all for something that you're not accustomed to giving him. And some of us feel like that if we give him what he's asking for, that somehow or another that will put us out. You know what? Maybe it might. I'm not going to lie to you. When God starts asking you to do things, sometimes it's inconvenient. Sometimes you don't see the value. And it's like Peter. When Peter was in that boat and, and, and he was mending his nets and they'd been toiling all night and Jesus gets in his boat. You know, Peter's probably like, oh man, I got Jesus in my boat now. Things about to turn around. Yeah, Jesus turned around away from Peter and started ministering to everybody else. Didn't even turn his attention toward Peter and what Peter had need of. You know, Peter, he might have been back there wringing his hands thinking, my God, I just spent all that money fishing all night and didn't catch nothing. And now I got this preacher in my boat and he's not paying me nothing. But once Jesus was done ministering to the people, he turned his attention toward Peter. Listen, just because God had, Marissa, just because God hadn't turned his attention to your situation right away doesn't mean he's not concerned and doesn't have a plan to break you out. But you know what it'll require before your breakout? Your obedience. Your obedience. Amen. Listen, now is not the time to, now is not the time to be rubbing at your hands, wondering how this all going to work. No, now is the time to be like, Lord, help me. If this is what you're saying to us, and I I know that he is, if this is what you're saying to us, then Lord, start to show me, start to reveal to me. God, help me to see it. Help me to yield myself to you. You know, some of you, it's the key to your breakthrough. It's the key to your, not only the key to your breakthrough financially, but it's your key, the key to your breakthrough for ministry and fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Now, those, those of you that raised your hand and said, uh, that you, uh, the Lord, you, you, you felt like the Lord was showing you some things there. I want to agree with you in prayer. I want to pray with you today. I want to agree with you in prayer that the Spirit of God is going to, number one, reveal to you the purpose for which you were created. Number two, that He's going to help you to put Him first. That whatever that looks like, He's going to reveal it to you. That however that needs to happen, he's going to show you so you can do it. Amen. Amen. So, if, so if, you, if you will, if you want prayer today, if you want me to pray with you and agree with you, I want you to come forward. I want, I want to put my hands on you and pray for you and agree with you. I know some of you like, you said you was going to receive the offering. Well, we tried. It didn't work out too good. I want to agree with you. The Lord, the Lord, he's, he, 
He don't, he don't like it when you're struggling. God don't like it when you're struggling. Hey, uh, where's the offering basket? We can put the offering basket up here. Y'all can, y'all can bring your offering anytime you want to. Y'all know, the, y'all know the drill. We don't have to, I don't have to give you all uh, specifics. Yeah, just uh, if, you, if you have your offer, you can bring an offering. And uh, those, of you that, those of you that give your offerings online or you give it digitally, you know what to do. You can text to give. You can text the keyword Winners Church 77977. Uh, you can give that way. Or you can write a check. You can give cash. You can do it however you want. But whatever you do, know this. Know this. The seed that you sow here is only a part of the story. Sheree's been, Sheree has been sowing into Sheree uh, Robinson Evangelistic Ministries for a long time now. So, you know, she ought to be expecting. Hilda Martin been sowing into Winner's Church and Winner's Church Ministry and Hilda Martin, Hilda Martin, uh, 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 how, how, how are we, uh, how, <laughs> how are we, Tyler? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Hilda Martin, administrative and uh, uh, direct, yeah, <laughs> an operation director. So, yeah, Hilda got a lot of hats. But she's been sowing into that. She's been sowing into that and sowing into that. And so, Joe, Joe, you've been sowing into this. You've been sowing into this, bro. Y'all been sowing into this. Amen. And it ain't looking yet like you, you, you want it to look like. You know, Don, you've been sowing into it. Many of us, we've been sowing into our ministries. Glory to God. I'm not any more special than anybody. I've, I've sown into I've been sowing into Winner's Church. Cleaning airplanes, sewing into Winter's Church, sewing into evangelism, sewing into what we're doing all over the place. Thank God. Amen. Praise God. We're in it together. What's great is that God's in it with us. So let's let's pray. Let's agree with one another. And you got a harvest coming. Glory to God. You got a harvest coming, Anna, in the name of Jesus. Carolyn, you got a harvest coming. Glory to God. So, Father, I come into agreement right now with each one. Lord, as I lay my hand upon each one of them, God, I come into agreement with them in the name of Jesus. God, I come into agreement with Gil, with Anna. Lord, that you're going to reveal your purpose. And not only that, but Lord, that you are going to, you are going to help them to put you first. To put you first, that their minds and their hearts are going to be in alignment with heaven. And Lord, that everything that they do, they're going to do for the purpose of being able to fulfill your purpose. And to operate and function, Lord, the way you've called them to in your kingdom, in the name of Jesus. So Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you, God, that these are only avenues uh, through which you're providing Lord, what you've called them, what you've called them in heaven is what they are here on the earth. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for provision in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for revelation. I thank you, Lord, that you're revealing your purpose, that you're going to fulfill your desire in the name of Jesus. 
and that everything she does, God, she's going to do to see your purpose fulfilled, your kingdom come, and your will be done in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come into agreement with her right now in the name of Jesus. Julie, will you come over here? Travis, come over here, will you? You know, when Julie and Travis came with it, come here, uh, Hilda, David. Shelby, come on. Where's Eric? Is he still here? Come on, Ayla. Tyler, where are you at? You're... All these people here. With the exception of Ayla and Tyler. Come on, Talisha. Come on, Clint. Yeah, Jess, you got to get over here. You got to get over here, Jess. Now, these last people, I'm going to... But there's at least four, three or four people around you right now. Some of them, the doctor said, you'll never have a baby. Shelby was told, do not have children. You could die and probably your kid die. Is that what they did? they tell you something similar to that? Yeah, it's be all jacked up and whatever. And Hilda, that, Hilda struggled. They, they, she, was, she struggled to get pregnant. Julie was struggling to get pregnant. We got people around here, but then when the word of the Lord came, all it took was one word from God. And I had Clint and Talisha come because they've had no problems. They have had no problem. We're just waiting for another pregnancy test to come. <laughs> but in the net right now, it's changing. Everything is changing now. Play it, son. Play. Everything is changing now. Everything is changing now. Everything is changing now. Because the Spirit of the Lord is here. Woo! Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Lord, I thank you that's changing for her today. I thank you, God. Baby cometh in the name of Jesus. <laughs> as many as she wants. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that whatever has stopped it, it's being reversed. That miracles are breaking out. For your glory in the name of Jesus. And Lord, may the next report we hear from her be a testimony of praise and of worship unto you, God. For what you have done for her in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, God, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. I come into agreement with you. Lord, reveal your purpose. Work with my brother, God, in the name of Jesus. May he know, God, the provision of heaven because of his willingness, Lord, to work with you. God, show him. Show him your way, Lord. Let him put you first in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for Brandon, for Rachel, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Did y'all catch what I said today? Did you, could you, did you get it? 
Now I agree with you in the name of Jesus. That everything that is hindered will be removed in the name of Jesus. That every mindset that has tried to work against what the Lord is saying to you will be brought down in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that after today, <laughs> that they'll be like on a slip and slide, slipping and sliding right toward the fulfillment, God, of your purpose in the name of Jesus. And that an abundance, Lord, a supernatural flow of provision will be released to them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. Every dream fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Hey, I hear, you know what I hear the Lord saying? You'll be indentured to no one. You'll be indentured to no one. And no one will ever be able to look at you and say, it's because of me or what I did for you that you are living where you're living and doing what you're doing. The Lord says, that will not be, you will not live under that. God says, you will not live under that. The only one that will be able to say that is God. And y'all will be happy to give him glory and honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Can I, can I tell you something I see in my spirit? I see y'all, I see y'all, I see y'all moving out of where you've been and moving into another place. I see the Lord opening up the door for you all to purchase a home in the name of Jesus. I don't know how long this will take. I don't know how far down the line it is, but I hear God saying this. I have a home for you. The Lord, the Lord says, the Lord says, I have a home for you that you will decorate the way you want to, that you will furnish it the way you want to, that you will adorn it the way that you want to adorn it, that you will glory to God, landscape it the way you want to landscape it. Everything the Lord says that you desire, God says, he's already settled in his heart that it's done. I, I, hear, I hear God saying this, even though it seems to have been prolonged, the Lord says, cast not away your confidence. God says, if you'll hang on to your confidence, the Lord says, you will be rewarded in the name of Jesus. So I lose that to y'all in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to come by quick. If I have something for you, I'll tell you. But I, if I keep on like I am, we're going to be here for a long time. So, so I just release that in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you're helping the Rosses. God, that you are helping them, that you are helping them to put you first, that you are showing them, God, what it is that you have called them to do, what it is you've anointed them to do in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. <laughs> I lose that on Miss Rhonda in the name of Jesus. I lose that on you in the name of Jesus. Bailey, receive it in the name of Jesus. Melody, Seth, Corosa, I loose this on you in the name of Jesus. Celebriese Pondine Maharabosa. Elebriere, Anna, I loose this on you, Anna, in the name of Jesus. Elesebea, I agree with you and I agree with heaven. Orosomone, Harado Otsigea Chikidea. Nolboro, Marosobone, Mereke Jeregere Sikele, Elebriere, Morosobone. You know the Lord told me to tell you, Anna, you're not who you were. You're not who you were. Even though you're not everything you will 
you will become and you feel like that you're not all that the Lord wants you to be, God says he's brought you a long way in a short time. And God says what he started, he's going to finish. What he's begun, the Lord says, he says this is only the beginning. He says now, I want, he, he tell me tell you this. He says, now imagine, he says, if this was only the beginning. The Lord says, imagine what I have in store for you in the days to come. The Lord told me to tell you this, Anna. He says, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> the devil has failed in, in his attacks and in his plans against you and against God's will for your life. The, the enemy has failed. The Lord, because the Lord says this, the Lord says, you've looked at yourself and you said, Lord, I've failed. The Lord told me to tell you this, Anna. He says, the enemy has failed. The enemy has failed to accomplish what he sought to accomplish, the Lord says, in destroying the seed that I planted in you. God says, what I've put, what I've planted in you, the Lord says, is incorruptible and indestructible. God says it won't be destroyed by man and it won't be destroyed by the devil. The Lord told me to tell you this, Anna. Both man and the devil have attempted to destroy the seed that God put in you. God says both man and the devil have failed. Amen. The Lord said, the Lord told me to tell you this, Anna. He said, you can't destroy it. You can't destroy it. You can't destroy it. The Lord says it. I'm seeing a picture of them people at the fair uh, beating on that stuff that they say is indestructible, pounding on it, hitting it all over the place. The Lord says, that's the seed that he put in you, Anna. Doesn't matter how much you bang it around and knock it about. The Lord says, it'll not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. So I, I hear God saying, Woo-hoo! he's filling you. He's filling you fresh in the name of Jesus. Fresh flow of the Holy Ghost. Corosa for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. Lord, Annie and I, we agree. Lord, show us your way. Help us to put you first in everything that we do. God, we want to get so caught up putting you first. <laughs> that anything that you ask or require from us, Lord, we'll be able to do it in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we surrender ourselves to you, and we, we, we pray, Lord, help us. Show us your way. Show us your way. We know you'll reveal it in the name of Jesus. God, Marissa, I command a door to open before you in the name of Jesus. God is going to bring you out of where you've been and into a new place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that the circumstances that have surrounded her, they're changing right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, she's being elevated to a higher place, God, to a higher call in the name of Jesus. Satan, I tell you, you, I come against you right now. You will not block her from entering in to the new place that God has prepared for her. Lord, we tear down that door in the name of Jesus. We, we, we break the lock off of it right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that you're delivering Marissa into a higher place. 
for your glory in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for Ralph. <laughs> Love Rosa. Lord, you're revealing greater. Morosa. And God, you are helping him to put you first in every area. God, show Ralph your way. God, show him your way by the Spirit in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you that he's breaking out. He's not on a fixed income. His income's unfixed in the name of Jesus. It's, 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 everything that he has, Lord, is fixed on you. And it may stop. And he's going to live in that place of freedom for your glory in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Don, Lord. Release in the most high. I declare release for him and his whole house in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Andrea and Raphael, I thank you, Father. Do it for them, God, in the name of Jesus. I loose that on them right now for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, that you're revealing your ways, that you're showing forth your glory for Michael and Twyla in the name of Jesus. I declare release for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. I declare release for you, Rachel Jack, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Said, uh, you know what the Lord tell me to tell y'all? He says your name is being spoken. Lebresa. Rafael and Andrea. When I put my hands on Rachel Jack, the Lord said, tell these folks that their names are in my mouth right now. Y'all's, y'all's names are in the mouth of God right now. God is speaking your name right now. You know, you know when the Bible says the God of Abraham the God of Isaac, and the, that's God, that's God's putting, God's putting his, your name, their name in his mouth. In the same manner, God says, he's putting y'all's name in his mouth today. God is speaking your name today, and he's declaring his blessing over you in the name of Jesus. Now, I know that sounds random, but boy, that just came out of my spirit, and I feel like it's significant in the name of Jesus. Sola Maraba, Dorosomona, Fola Gechera, Harasoboya, Lombrene. See, y'all stepped over. Nemi say, Tyler, you always wondered when you'd step over and get over into that supernatural flow of super. The Lord says, You have stepped over a line and into a new place. God says, and you're and he says, and you're realizing it in every area of your life. The Lord says, He says, uh, Yes, amen. He, he over here smiling. It only it only increases in pace and in frequency from here. You're going to see a greater uh, a greater frequency of of these things occurring, where you recognize that God's grace is working for you and in you in the name of Jesus. So I lose that to you, Lord. I thank you for Leanne. <laughs> stepping over in the name of Jesus Lord I release it to her for your glory in Jesus name I thank you Father that she's going up higher from here on out discovering your purpose and putting you first in Jesus name thank you Lord Travis and Julie discovering their purpose putting you first in the name of Jesus God that they are climbing higher that they are going farther and then they are doing more Lord in this hour and in this season than ever before I loose this on them in the name of Jesus and I thank you for it Father I thank you for it God Lord I loose this on Shelby God on Eric in the name of Jesus 
Lord Amansa Karadrioche, Orasona Mose Kele Gele Jigara, Nasana More, Gele Jamoro Sabon. You know, as I was talking, Shelby, it's like the Spirit of God was saying, Lord, those are the things you were talking to me about. That's the stuff that you've been dealing with me about. Those are the things that have put me, uh, that have put me in that place of being submitted and yielded to and looking for your, for your way and for your direction. Uh, these are the things the Lord has laid upon your heart. And so in the name of Jesus, I, I only say that because it's like the Lord wants you to know that you're capable of hearing. <clears throat> in fact, God says this. <clears throat> God, tell me, tell you this, Shelby. He says, a part of this season that you've been in, it seems like there's stuff that I've said that you already heard in your own spirit. I said it, and you was like, hey, that sounds like what I was hearing for myself. That sounds like something that the Lord was telling me, so that what he's saying sounds familiar. The Lord says he's trying to persuade you in this season that you can hear, that you can hear his voice, that you can hear along with other people what God is saying. That you are, uh, that you can get in tune with and flow with the Spirit, just like anyone else can. Because the Lord says this, the Lord says that you still, you have still had a hard time thinking that you was beyond the stage of maturity that you was when you first arrived here. But God says you've gotten beyond that place of maturity. The Lord says you in a, you're in a different place. You're in a different place now than you were before. Selembre. But I hear God saying, you have an ear to hear. So, uh, Bible says, let him that has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. And so, I declare you're going to hear what the Spirit is saying. And you're going to respond in obedience in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I release this to Joe, to Jess, in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Father. I release it now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural provision. I thank you, Lord, that they're, they're learning to put you first. In every area of their lives, in Jesus' name, you're helping us, God. You're helping the tallies, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Not just Lewis and Nikki, Lord, but all them boys, in Jesus' name. Every last one of them, God. They may not understand it. They may not know and uh, see it clearly. But God, in the name of Jesus, in this hour, it's going to be more clear than it's ever been before. God, they're going to have enough information from you and enough revelation that they're going to step out. They're going to step out onto the water, out of the boat, and walk on the water in the name. God, God says this. God says, you won't even be satisfied with walking on the water. The Lord says, you're going to have to run. You're going to have to run, the Lord says. And so God says this. He says, he says, uh, uh, many times you felt like the enemy has kept you moving at the pace that he would allow. But the Lord says the enemy will not dictate the pace at which you move forward in this hour. The Lord says you'll run and you'll run fast because I said so. And God says no, nothing that, there'll be nothing that'll keep you from it. So we loose that to him in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Lord, I loose this upon the Eversouls in Jesus' name. God, I thank you. Lord, they're going to jump into the realization of the purpose uh, to which you've called them. And Lord, you're going to help them. You're going to help them to put you first. You're going to show them, God, what they need to see and what they need to know to get this done in the name of Jesus. I agree with them, God, and I thank you for them in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I sure love y'all. Praise God.
Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Ted Debbie, stepping in farther. You know, Ted, the Lord told me something about you. The Lord said he's not even close to being done with what, uh, with what he started with you. I, I know that, that physically your, your body's tried to tell you one thing, but the, Lord, the, Lord's, restored, the Lord's restored you a lot. And I hear God tell me to tell you this, Ted. Don't, don't act your age. The Lord don't want you acting your age. In fact, you, you are, it's already working in you. It's like the Lord is, he's prodding you to not act your age. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like the Lord is saying, quit acting that way. Start acting the way I, I need for you to act to do what I want you to do. God, God told me to tell you this. He says, there's about to come an avalanche and a windfall. Oh, yeah. The Lord says there's about to come an avalanche and a windfall in the name of Jesus. He said, he told me to tell you this. He said, just because things slow down for a minute don't mean it's going to stay that way. God says he's about to speed things up for you in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. And so the Lord says you're going to have lots of stuff and lots of money move through your hands in the coming months. Uh, the Lord says he's about to open up the doors and the Lord says he's about to flood your house. He says, with more than enough in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. I loose that to you, Ted, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Debbie's not on a fixed income. It's unfixed. It's lucid in the name of Jesus. And the Mosa, ha, ha, go to Saboa. And she is discovering more and more. Telefredia. I ca- Listen, Debbie, I'm going to say something. It might, it might sound strange to you, but I come against the spirit of depression. I come against this spirit that try to come upon you and make you fatigued. Make you feel like that you're, you can't do nothing. Make you feel like that you've got to just be idle in the name of Jesus. This thing, this thing doesn't stay with you all the time, but it tries to come on you every now and again. And so in the name of Jesus, whatever that, whether it's something that's working in you physically or it's something that's working in you emotionally, if it's a, uh, I, I do know this, there's a spirit associated with it, but it don't stay with you because it can't. It, it only tries to come when it finds you weak. When it finds you weak. But I declare you're going to be so strong all the time, it's never going to find a place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I, I, I hear the Lord saying that he set you up to do new things. Oh, yeah. God says you're not going to be busy doing some of the things you've done in the past. Go Lord ahead. says he's going to put you to, God says he's going to put you to do stuff. God says that you, you never dreamed that you would do it. But the Lord says his hand's about to come upon you to do a new thing. And I hear, I hear the Lord saying this, you're going to find greater fulfillment in the new thing that God puts your hands on than you ever found in the things of, 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 of the past. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for that. I, I thank you for new things, Lord, oh, yeah. in the name of Jesus. Tree, you're taking more ground right now than you've ever taken before in the name of Jesus. And the Lord says you're not doing it by uh, networking. And you see, those were all things, and those are all things that you will implement. But the Lord says this, you've taken more ground in the spirit. And because you've taken it in the spirit, the Lord says when the time comes for you to take that ground in the natural, there'll be nothing that will be able to keep you from it in Jesus' name. Not man, not the devil. The Lord says not even yourself. 
Pola Sabah. He says, because when you try to get in the way, the Lord says, I'll just turn up the measure in which my spirit works in you. And God says, and that'll move you right out of the way and allow me to do exactly what it is that I need to do. The Lord says, everything that you've done and everything that you've prayed, the Lord says, is working in your favor in this hour. God says, I'm, I'm continuing to work with you. God says, hang on to my word. Hang on to my promise. The Lord says, and rejoice every day. For the Lord says, it's not coming to you. The Lord says, it's already upon you in Jesus' name. Thank God. Lord, I thank you for grace. God, I lose these things for her in the name of Jesus. Not grace. KK. Lord, I thank you for KK in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for KK. Thank you for what you're doing in her, God. In the name of Jesus. Touch grace where she's at, but touch KK right now. God, in the name of Jesus, fill her to overflowing, Lord. Use her for your glory. Reveal your purpose. And Lord, I thank you for supernatural supply. I thank you for that, for Titus, Lord. Whoo, glory to God. Keep working with old Titus, God, in the name of Jesus. Help him, Lord, to find your way and to yield to, to, to all, Lord, that you've called him to do. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for Dominic, Lord. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're working with him and for him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're revealing your purpose. And God, you are teaching him and helping him to put you first and to yield, God, uh, in every way. Yield in every way, God, to your will for his life. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for my sister. God, as I lay my hands upon her, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you'll fill her to overflowing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, I thank you that she's putting you first in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you're helping her. You're showing her your way. You're showing her, God, how to put you first. So the most show her God the purpose for which you've created her reveal it to her Lord by your spirit show her God why you made her and God let that gift and that anointing uh, for your purpose be activated in and through her in the name of Jesus I thank you for it Lord do it for Rick I lose that to you, my brother, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. For Charlie, Lord, for Shelly. I lose it on him in the name of Jesus. Lord, let him step over. Over. They stepping over today in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. For Tabitha, for Derek. For all the Zorbances, God, in the name of Jesus. Your will. Putting you first, God. Show them, God. Lead them, Lord. Direct them, guide them. Everything that needs to happen, God, to facilitate all these things, Lord. We thank you they're receiving it now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Neno Messiah, blenze gejegere, mede erebes te carabriezo, ene bongene mekea. El fiara daramansa. I thank you for it, Father. I'll loose Carolyn right now. In the name of Jesus. Horoso. Ele goretzagaya, nora jadeda. Help her, Lord. Show her your way. 
guider and leader, Nemon Seketea and Lomasada Manda de Manjea, for your glory in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Lord. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for Hilda's mama in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you'll reveal your ways under her. Show her, Lord. Nemonso, uh, reveal to her the purpose for which you put her on this planet, God. The purpose for which you created her, Father, in the name of Jesus. Mele sombrono. God, may there be an anointing that rests upon her. A, a, an activation, a stirring up of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. For her to be able to step over into your purpose and to function, Lord, in your design for her life in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that uh, from today forward that your spirit will work along together with her to reveal your way. Uh, how, uh, that she will uh, put you first in everything. And in so, Lord, discover, uh, Lord, uh, your, the fullness of your blessing and supernatural provision in every way. In Jesus' name. Ele Sobroda, I declare that over Hilda, over David, Lombrono, Sembriagera, Dorok Sequoia. Of course, he's been dealing with y'all about this, and he's already been working with you in this. Songroche de Riadaba, Nolberebo Sequeje de Riecte. I hear the Lord saying that he's going to mess with you some. Temiese. And when he does, you'll be tempted to, to lean into, the, into your soul and into your feelings a bit. But God says this. He says, The Lord says, you're not going to live dictated by your soul. The Lord says, you're going to live dictated by your spirit. Amen. The Lord says, I always have been. I am now and I always will be. The Lord says, all that you need. All that you need. So Lord, the Lord says this. Everything you have need of, the Lord says, you're going to find it in me. He says, even though it may take you on a journey of discovery, the Lord says, when you seek me, the Lord says, I will be found. The Lord says, when you ask me, the Lord says, I will do it for you. Hallelujah. The Lord says, if you'll stand at that door and knock, the Lord says, I'll open it for you. In fact, the Lord says, not only will I open doors for you, but I'll open doors for others. Because you, because you knock. God says this. God says, the kind of favor that I've put upon the both of you is the kind of favor that doesn't just bless you, but blesses others. The Lord says, you two will be dream. You will help people to fulfill their dreams. To discover their destinies and to set them on course, there will be some people that there will be some people that the reason why they cross the finish line is because they encountered you along the way. And some of them believed, and some of them believed when they met you and had fellowship with you that they had met you to help you. And God says when they walked away, some of them didn't. They, some of them didn't realize it until later. This already happened. Some of them didn't realize it till later, and others will not realize it till later. And they'll say, you know what? That David and Hilda, they really left an, Im they, they left an imprint. They, they, imp they, they impressed something upon me. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't just natural. It was spiritual. De Leisa. And Soma Ramandene Makaliada Varandra Onje Medea. Y'all already in the mix and in the full flow of what God's doing in y'all. Menesa. 
the greater is yet to come. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Well, glory to God. I know, listen, I know we're late, but it was worth it. It was worth it. So, uh, again, don't neglect church uh, when I'm gone on vacation this next week. And then I will be gone a few times more than usual, but it'll be okay. Um, Pastor Paul Knight, how many of y'all remember Paul Knight? Brother Paul Knight called me. He's interning at a church in, um, where's it at? Shoto? In Shoto. And he called me. He said, Brother Ziggy, he said, I feel like revival's in the atmosphere of this church. Can you come? Man, immediately when he said it, I knew we didn't have no time to go, but I took it anyhow, knowing that it would take me away from here on another Sunday morning. So pray, pray for your pastor. I want to be obedient to the Lord. I don't want to be neglectful of what we're doing around here. And I don't want you all to feel like I'm skipping out on you either, because I'm not. Um, we're, we're about the Father's business, all of us together. And so keep me in your prayers. But I, I do want to say this, and I know some have gone, but the Wednesdays of December, I want to devote to talking about, on Wednesday nights, I'm going to talk about God's armor bearer. And I want to, I want to start to prepare you all for a service. Some of you are about to start serving in some capacity in this church. And uh, coming to those Wednesday nights will be extremely important for you to come to if you want to serve as a deacon, if you want to serve in some capacity of ministry in this church, because we're, we're going to talk about uh, servitude and, and deaconing and, and uh, uh, doing ministry. So will it work out in the month of December? Is it, is that, was that eek? Because it's... Okay. <laughs> Hilda knows the calendar. Huh? <laughs> December is the first month I think I'm going to be here for most Wednesday nights. And so... Uh, we'll take at least two or three Wednesday nights in December. We'll talk about that. Pastor Annie's about to take a Wednesday night, I believe, in... Uh, is it? Is it? Yeah? No, she's going to do a... Okay. You're going to do... Yeah, you're going to do Sunday. That's right. Pastor Annie's going to do a Sunday. And I, you know, I asked her, I asked her to specifically talk about... Um, no, this is for a Wednesday. So... Yeah, you got a Wednesday. So you got a Wednesday and a Sunday that's coming. This is how this always goes, Charlie. She's always going to talk to me about it later. 